Welcome to the Scaling for Business Growth podcast. I'm Ellen McElhenney, owner of CFO Plus Services at CFOPlusServices.com. We help small business owners increase the value of their businesses. Stay tuned and after the show, you will see how you can be one of the next guests on the Scaling for Business Growth podcast. And this is Ellen McElhenney, and this is the uh, Scaling for Business Growth podcast. And I'm here with Charles Reed with Get Payroll. And um, he's from Dallas, around the Dallas, Texas area. Is that correct? Yes, and um, just introduce yourself, Charles. And I know there's a really important part of your background that you want to talk about, and that's being a veteran. And thank you for your service. Sure. Well, I'm a Midwestern boy. I grew up in Iowa. Uh, Iowa winters is why I put up with Texas summers. <laughs> uh, much rather be 105 than 32 below zero. But after high school, I joined the United States Marine Corps, spent four years in service, two years overseas, a combat tour in Vietnam. When I came back, I was stationed in Kansas City, met my wife, married her. She had five kids when I married her. She was 10 years older than I was. I claim insanity, but we were married for 45 years before she passed. So it was a good marriage. Um, when I got out of the military uh, and went, tried to go to work, I went to work. I found that business did not really value my military experience uh, then as now. Uh, people who haven't been in the military don't understand the value that that experience brings to the table. They just don't. Um, they see things in movies and TV, and they, they don't understand uh, leadership and other things that you learn in the military and discipline that are extremely important and extremely useful in business. So I decided to go get my credentials, went to college, got my BBA, my MBA, sat for and passed my CPA exam while I was still in graduate school, went to work for Texas Instruments, uh, spent 15 years in the corporate world. Uh, large corporations, small corporations, turnarounds, startups, wonderful experience, lots of wonderful experience. Uh, realized in my early 40s that I was never going to run a major corporation. I didn't have the political skills. I was unwilling to stab people in the back and toss them off the ladder. <laughs> so if I was going to run a business, and I grew up in a family business, though I couldn't work with my father, if I was going to have a business, I'd have to start my own. So just over 30 years ago, Ruth and I, my wife, started our own business. And uh, here we are, 30 some odd years later, still growing, still having fun, uh, a lot bigger than when we started. And uh, it's a good life and it's been a lot of fun. So how did you end up in the payroll lane, I well, guess I could call it? <laughs> obviously, I'm a CPA and my my last job. Well, I've been with Pennies, and Pennies and I got into a, a disagreement uh, about a contract that they didn't want to fulfill. So my lawyer, who was suing Pennies, said, hey, I've got a friend that has a, an operation and needs a COO. So I went over to what was Financial Express, which was a franchisor of mobile accounting services, and uh, went into COO, the board was after the president to sell off the original office. And I thought it was a great opportunity. So I bought it. 
and it was a mobile accounting service with a payroll sideline. The payroll was a very good way I found to sell accounting as well. So we grew it. And then about uh, 10 years ago, um, my partner who I'd taken on um, wanted to be more independent. So I sold him the accounting portion of the business and I kept the payroll side uh, because I frankly gotten tired of doing taxes and accounting. <laughs> <laughs> and I like payroll and I like business to business. Um, I don't like, I don't mind corporate tax, but personal tax is not my favorite because it's, mm -hmm. people get way too emotional about it. And understandably so. I do about my own. So payroll is, is business to business. It is uh, much less emotional, mm -hmm. though there are all kinds of problems and everything else, as is any complex uh, legal government uh, bureaucracy situation. You know, 75% of all federal revenue comes through payroll. Mm -hmm. So it changes constantly as Congress decides to change how revenue is brought in. It changes payroll. So it's a fascinating industry. It's one I've enjoyed, uh, studied in, learned about, teach. Uh, and it's, uh, I'm still fascinated by it uh, on a daily basis. So it's a lot of fun to me. So, uh, yeah, and, and we were just talking before that, um, you know, I deal with a lot of clients who make, make payroll changes and, and things like that. How do you keep up with all the changes? It's just amazing to me. Like every time I open my, my payroll, uh, I, I do QuickBooks and uh, every time I open it up, there's a new download of, of changes that have been made. And that to me, I, I would think would be the biggest challenge for you. It can be. I get uh, three or four newsletters from the Internal Revenue Service every week. Uh, wow. I keep up with the trades and the trade magazines and the trade websites. I'm constantly reading on law changes. Um, obviously, not only do we have the IRS, but we have 50 states, which is about 44 revenue departments and 50 uh, employment tax departments plus D.C. So and then on top of that, there's about 15,000 local uh, taxing authorities, including things such as Aurora, Colorado, Kansas City, Indianapolis, the Philadelphia School District all have payroll taxes. Wow. <laughs> so it, it's a lot to keep up on. And you just, uh, you know, I used to have a drawer, literally, uh, of all the various states, and I'd update things constantly and so on, <clears throat> paper still. Now it's it's all web and, and web-based. But we, we are constantly, my staff and I are constantly uh, updating our, our knowledge level and updating our education and this is one thing that I really think that people need to outsource payroll because yes. we spend a lot of time, our staff, keeping up on this because it's our business. Mm -hmm. If I was running Taco Bell, I'd do a series of bartending ones. If I was a bartender known to bar at a tavern, there's no way I can keep up on payroll. Uh, my, my analogy is when I grew up, Pele was the world's best soccer player. Mm -hmm. Wonderful athlete, still alive. Mm -hmm. But if you took Pele and you put him in a New York Yankees uniform at second base, he'd be absolutely lost. <laughs> he wouldn't know the game, the plays, uh, the equipment, picking up the ball with your hands. I mean, that would just that, that's not what a soccer player does. So you take a businessman who knows his business 
a tavern owner, a, a doctor, a manufacturer, whatever. And now you say, okay, deal with the IRS. He's successful at his business. He keeps his clients happy. He makes a living. He's he's eminently successful businessman. But you stick him with the IRS and he's Pele at second base. He's yes. absolutely lost. <clears throat> and that's what I continue to tell people is that, that this is not the reason you got into business, that you're, you start doing the thing that you love. Uh, let somebody else do it because it's it, it's not that cost prohibitive. And um, especially when it comes to missed miss 941 payments or missed withholding payments, you, you can pay all that back really quickly. <laughs> yeah. In many, many, many cases, we're free. Yeah. So the penalties yeah. and interest we save our clients off of their mistakes and not knowing how to deal with the IRS when the IRS makes a mistake. And the IRS makes millions of them every year. So 100,000 people, all civil servants, about to double in size. Mm -hmm. And some of the technology is, goes back to the 1960s. They have systems that don't talk to each other, literally. Oh, and they'll tell you, well, it's in this silo and we can't get it over in this silo. Ah, uh, so it's my problem? Well, yeah. So we're heavily into compliance. That's why I'm a CPA. That's why I'm a U.S. tax court practitioner. So when all else fails, I can file a petition for my clients in U.S. tax court and get a whole nother bite at the apple. Oh, that's uh, great. None of my competitors do that. Mm -hmm. But I literally can represent them in U.S. tax court. I've got a bar card for the U.S. tax court, even though I'm not an attorney. And I can file a petition for them and represent them in tax court. And 95% of all tax court cases are settled pre-court. So How many? 95? 95%. Jeez. So I was going to ask you what makes you different from all the other payroll services, but you just told me. <laughs> Well, um, that, that, that's amazing. That's amazing. Because I think the thing that scares people more than making mistakes or anything like that is having to go to tax court and defend themselves, you know, and, and to have somebody who can do that. To, to, to an IRS hearing. I, I mean, <clears throat> I tell my clients, don't talk to the IRS. I take a 2848, which is a limited power of attorney, which allows me to represent and advocate for them to the IRS. Well, here last year in the middle of COVID, the IRS screwed up on my company taxes. And so I called the, the revenue officer because I was just going to explain to him where they'd made their error. And he didn't want to hear it. And he got obnoxious. And my voice level started to rise. <laughs> and I find myself yelling at this Yahoo over the phone. In the back of my mind, I'm going, Charles, don't do that. Don't do that. But I'm doing it because it's personal and I'm emotionally involved in it. And then he went and did something really stupid uh, and just ignored IRS procedures and IRS manual, which I read. I've read the IRS manual. I know what it says. I know what he's supposed to do. And he just didn't do it. He got vindictive and did stupid things. It took me about two weeks because of COVID to get a hold of his boss. And I spoke to his boss. He said, Charles, we'll take care of it. No, no it, it shouldn't happen. We'll, we'll reverse all that. No big deal. And it, it all went away. Mm -hmm. But that's because I knew how to talk to the boss, too. And I know who to call. Uh, 
and a client would get on the phone with the, with the officer, do what I did. He shouldn't, but he would, just like I did. And wow, it blows up. And then he doesn't know what to do. Right. We had one client. <coughs> it was a penalty on a, on a screwed up 1099s. Anyway, it took nine years to solve. It was a $95,000 penalty. And I worked up oh all God. the levels of appeals. And I, I finally could not get the uh, director of field operation field operations to call me back, who's over the uh, multiple appeals offices. So I called Shelly, who's the deputy chief of appeals in D.C., who I'd met as when I was on the advisory council and said, hey, so-and-so works for you and he won't return my phone calls. She said, oh, I haven't called you. He called me that afternoon. We went through the situation. We put it in a new appeals office. And three months later, my client got a $400 refund instead of a $95,000 penalty. Sometimes it's who you know and what you know so you can talk to the right people uh, that allows you to do things that you couldn't do otherwise. And if you're running a business that's not payroll, you don't know those people. You don't know who to call. You don't know the phone numbers. You don't know the rules. And some of the IRS agents will run roughshod over you. That's so you were, you just are. said a little bit while ago that you your your service is free. Basically, <laughs> sounds like it's more than free. <laughs> <laughs> it can be on some days. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, so who who is your target market? What what size businesses? We go after the under fifty is our target market. Mm-hmm. We have some much bigger clients. We have a client coming on, uh, hopefully at the first of the year, that's 800 people. We have several that are multi-hundreds. But 95%, 97% of all American business is 50 employees or less. Yeah. So that's what we target. Uh, we don't go after General Motors, JCPenney's. We leave that to ADP. Mm-hmm. Okay? They're, they're welcome to them. We, we want the people who need us. Mm-hmm. If you've got 1,000 people you probably ought to hire somebody like me internally. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. In realistic, because there are enough problems with a thousand people day to day to day. You need somebody there all the time. But yes. yeah. if you're under 50, we do payroll for what, as you said, almost nothing. It's a pittance. And the problems it solves and the expertise we bring, we like to think is very, very valuable. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I tell people. I, I'm like, if, if you want to sleep better at night, hire a, a payroll service to do it for you, because there's just too much to worry about when it comes to payroll. And, and the last thing you want to do if you have, you know, if you have employees, multiple employees, is mess up their payroll. I mean, it has to be perfect all the time. It goes back to my Marine Corps training, mission men self. Our mission, which is the first thing, and you accomplish that mission regardless of whatever it takes, is to provide a perfectly done payroll on a timely basis every payday. That's a lot of service and a lot of work, and it makes me very, very short with people who don't provide that level of service to me. Mm-hmm. So right. it's just what we believe, and it's, it's critically important, and we do whatever it takes uh, to do that for our clients. Uh, that's just how we believe uh, customer service above all else, completing the mission, which is a perfect payroll on a timely basis every time. And so uh, you 
how many employees do you have? And I, I know that you probably hire a lot of veterans. We hire veterans. We only have about a dozen people. We're really? not, we do more payroll with less people than we used to. Uh, technology, really? better computers, mm-hmm. yep. better software. Uh, we, we used to file things. <clears throat> we used to order paper by the pallets. Okay. <laughs> 40 cases at a time, we'd get two pallets delivered. 80 cases of paper. Now we get paper from the local office supply um, delivered maybe a case every month or two. Mm-hmm. So it's all electronic, direct deposit. Uh, my vet, my form supplier called me a couple of years ago and said, Charles, what do we have to do to get your business back? And I said, what are you talking about? We haven't changed. He said, well, you haven't ordered checks in a year. We don't write checks very much anymore. It's all direct deposit or debit card. All those things make us much more efficient, Mm -hmm. which allows us to pass on those cost savings to our clients. That's great. Uh, Our our costs have not gone up at the rate of inflation. They've gone up, but they haven't gone up. Our our fees have not gone up at the same rate because we're able to do things more and more efficiently. So did the, how did the pandemic affect your business? How did it change it? It was interesting. Uh, we lost a few clients, uh-huh. not as many as we'd feared. Uh, frankly, we feared a, a debacle when they shut down the economy. Most of our clients survived one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, all my people worked from home for a while, mm-hmm. which was good. Uh, now our disaster recovery is, is simple. Don't come in. Hey, work from the house. Everybody's set up with computers and connections. Everybody can work from the house. So <clears throat> when my bank wanted to know what my disaster recovery plan was, I went, stay home. We go home. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny the- how it has changed the <clears throat> business. I, I know for oh, me yes. personally, I do probably 98% of my business from home. Um, and, and I didn't do that before, but it's still, you know, um, it, just, just the way everybody sort of adjusted, adapted to it uh, was pretty impressive, I thought. I have, I, I'm amazed. Uh, I still have problems. I'm an old man uh, with people working from home because I'm not, are, are they really working? But yeah. my, my, <laughs> my operations manager is quite happy. Uh, everybody works from home part of the week mm-hmm. still now uh, because they like that. Uh, but the work gets done. Um, frankly, probably more work gets done sometimes than in the office. So it, it's it's a hard transition for an old timer like me, but mm-hmm. it has been very good for morale. Um, and it seems to work very well. So, yeah, we've got a lot of clients who've gone to a hybrid basis now. <clears throat> this has caused problems in payroll mm-hmm. because now we have all these small clients who are now multi-state. So they're not just in the one state. Now they have people in other states because Sally's working from home and she decides to move right. across the country. Well, you right. don't want to lose Sally because she has great institutional knowledge. She's been working from home. The fact that she moved a thousand miles away makes no difference. Except now she's in another state. And you have to file 
forms in that state and make deposits in that state and put up with that state's laws. And now you have, okay, you've, you've learned all the Texas laws. Now you've got to learn Oklahoma, Florida, New York, Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. It's, it's crazy. That's another reason to outsource payroll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, when, when Sally moves to New York or Sally moves to California or Illinois or Pennsylvania with local, you know, you're going to go, well, that's why I don't have any hair. I tore mine out years ago. <laughs> <clears throat> so you're going to tear your hair out trying to put up with laws of another state just for Sally. But you got to do it. You don't get mm -hmm. to say, well, no, I'm just going to. I'm going to pay her unemployment here in Texas. No, Can't Pennsylvania do doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that is so, that just everything is so interesting. And um, so if, if people are wanting to look closer at your services, tell me what they can do. Um, just. Okay. Get payroll. It's right on the backdrop. Uh, Getpayroll.com is our website. I'm available at CJR at getpayroll.com. And if they really got a question that's pressing and they need an answer, 972-353-0000. Push one for payroll and ask for Charles. Wow, that's that's personalized service right there. I'll tell you a quick story. I called ADP here a few years ago, just on a lark. <clears throat> got the, the switchboard and said, I want to talk to the president. And the response was, president of what? <laughs> well, exactly. I started laughing. I said, the president of ADP. And she says, uh, uh, hold on a second. Gone for about 30 seconds. She came back and said, uh, he doesn't have a phone. I said, oh, wait, wait, you're telling me that the president of a multi-billion dollar business does not have a phone on his desk. Well, well, I, I don't know, but we, we can't connect to it. <laughs> At this point, I'm laughing so hard. I hung up. Uh, yeah, the, we believe in personal service. You know, if any of my clients call and don't get an answer they think they should get from my staff, they know all they have to do is say, let me talk to Charles. And if I'm in the office, I'll pick up the phone. If I'm not, I'll call him back. That's wonderful. So um, I think you had a special offer today. Yes. Well, this is my most recent book, the payroll book. A Guide for Small Businesses and Startups. Uh, it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You know, we're the people that wrote the book on payroll. <laughs> but for your listeners, if they will go to thepayrollbook.com and enter the discount code podcast, we will ship them a free book. Uh, no shipping, no handling, no charge, as long as supplies last. Uh, we'd love for your listeners to have a copy of it if they'd like a copy. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Charles. That's that's a very generous offer. And I'm sure there'll be some people taking you up on that. For I, sure. I would love for them all to take me up on it. <laughs> so um, anything else you'd like to add to today's podcast? No, I've, I've had a good time. Thank you for having me. Uh, if your listeners would like to have anything to do with payroll, feel free to contact me. And uh, thanks for having me on. Thank you so much, Charles, for being on the Scaling for Business Growth podcast. Again, it is Charles Reed, and he's with Get Payroll, and he's the owner of Get Payroll. And um, I wish you the best of luck, and thank you once again. And to all my listeners out there, we'll see you the next time.
Thank you very much. Ellen McElhenney here. Thank you for listening to the Scaling for Business Growth podcast. If you are a successful small business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit go.cfoplusservices.com slash podcast hyphen guest. If you like this episode, would you please share it on your social media or just do a screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend. If you know someone who would like to be a guest on the show, tag them on social media and let them know about the show and include the hashtag the Scaling for Growth podcast. I look forward to seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. Please subscribe so you won't miss one. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews will help promote the show, and that would mean so much to us. If you want more information about us, go to our website at cfoplusservices.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, CFO Plus Services, or Instagram at CFO Plus Services. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.